One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Would you be the jerk for straight up missing Mother's Day? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for throwing out my husband's friend's food? My husband loves his buddy Steve. I would love Steve a lot more if he wasn't always trying to give my cat human food when he's visiting. I've explained it to him many times. Steve, do not give her anything. She's only allowed to have cat food. I've had to do this literally every time he's been in my house with food. Nevertheless, Steve persists. I come home yesterday and Steve and my husband are throwing darts in the garage. Then they go out and come back with some fast food, including a meal for me. I turn my back for one moment to get some plates, and when I turn back around, I see Steve offering my cat a piece of garlic bread. I yell at him to stop it already, grab his whole meal and dump it in the trash. He calls me a witch and reaches for my meal. I grab it away and yell at him to get the heck away from my cat until he's learned some manners. They go back out to the garage, and I overhear my husband trying to reason with him a bit, but he's not having it, and he storms out. Steve is pissed. Husband is understanding where I'm at with him always trying to feed the cat, but also annoyed and says I had no right to throw out his meal. I really don't want to see Steve in my house at all anytime soon, but at the very least, I don't want him here with any food until he learns to keep it to himself. I really can't blame OP. I don't know if throwing out his food was really the right thing to do, but garlic is extremely toxic to cats and dogs. And not only that, but you don't want them feeding human food to your animals, because in a lot of cases, animals get upset stomachs or, you know, make a mess when they get fed human food. They can't respect your very reasonable boundaries, then yeah, you're probably going to get justifiably upset. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for confronting my friend for taking our picture out of his wallet to replace it with his girlfriend's? My 22-year-old female, best friend John, 23-year-old male, and I have been friends since we were kids. As kids, we were very close and we had a fake wedding when we were 7 and 8. In high school, we recreated the fake wedding pics and he had one of those pics in his wallet. Since he got with his girlfriend Dinah, 23-year-old female, around two years ago, John has distanced himself from me. We still hang out, but I feel like he always makes time for Dinah first instead of me. The only way I can see him now is if we go grab coffee once every few days, but other than that, he won't come to my house when we used to have sleepovers and movie nights and won't invite me to his house either. I feel neglected and hurt because we've been inseparable since we were small kids. Couple of days ago, I grabbed coffee with him at a coffee shop, and when he opened his wallet to grab his card and pay, I noticed he'd put a pic of him and Dinah in the place he'd had our fake wedding pic. I asked him about it and pointed out how I noticed, to which the only thing he said about it was, what about it? I was like, really? Why did you have to take out our picture out and replace it with him and Dinah? He said Dinah is his girlfriend and he doesn't understand why I'm making such a big deal about it. I reminded him that she might be his girlfriend, but he can't just throw me away. I've been his best friend since primary school. My pick existed in his wallet first, and he throws it away to replace me with someone he knows significantly less? He got annoyed and told me that once I stop being an immature, annoying brat, he'll talk to me again. Until then, I better leave him to his peace, because he's not dealing with my childish tantrum. Am I the jerk here? 
I just hope for OP's sake that this is a troll story and that they're not honest about this. Like, my longtime best friend took out my fake wedding picture with him to replace it with his girlfriend's picture. I mean, OP is like describing having an emotional attachment of essentially being in a relationship with him and is kind of trying to create those expectations when it's not like that. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my sister grieving her dog is not the same as me grieving my husband? To make a long story short, I lost my husband only a month ago. It's hard. I'm still grieving and I miss him every day. I have to take medication for depression and anxiety to help me get through the day. Last week, my sister's dog was put down due to some health issues and she was very upset, which is understandable. She called me as soon as it happened and said I was the only sibling who would understand her pain. I didn't mind. Honestly, I just wanted to comfort her since her dog meant the world to her. She held a wake for him and our whole family attended. It was a nice service. But now she's comparing our losses, telling me she knows exactly what I'm going through, that she can relate to the pain of losing someone so close to you. She calls me asking if we should visit graves together. It was fine the first time, but it's constant. She goes three times a day. It's already difficult to go once a week for me and she knows this. I feel like she's not even considering my own grief process. Anyway, I told her that grieving her dog is not the same as grieving my husband. She's upset and refusing to talk to me now. I get it, it was uncalled for really. But my loss is new to me too and I guess I just got frustrated with how different we're dealing with our losses. I don't know, I feel like she should understand where I'm coming from too. A dog is not the same as a husband. A dog can't love you back like a husband can. A dog can't read to your children like a husband can. A dog can't make soup when you're ill like a husband can. It's really hard for me right now to discern when I'm being condescending or not. I don't know if it's a side effect of my medication or if the empathetic part of my brain has shut down. But I really am getting tired of her comparing our pain when she lost her dog and I lost my world. At the very least, she still has her husband. I have two young children at home, processing a loss unimaginable to most kids their age. And she's trying to whisk me away to graveyards to visit her dog. Am I the jerk? I think OP honestly has taken a very rational approach to this, like they're not trying to downplay the other sister's grief and isn't trying to downplay what they're doing to respond to that grief. They're just expressing that they're not getting the same treatment in return. And the problem here is OP is basically saying they don't want others to try to downplay or manipulate their grief and what their husband meant to them in any form, which I think is more than valid, right? Our next story is, am I the jerk for not taking my nephew to this trip? I have a brother who has two kids, female 14 and male 18, let's call them Bria and Dan. He adopted Dan at age 12. Dan and Bria have opposite personalities. Dan's always angry, he misbehaves a lot, doesn't get along with anyone, and generally he's not an easy kid to get along with. Bria, on the other hand, is a joy to be around. She gets along with everyone. She is a bit of a moody teenager, but I guess that's normal. Anyway, last week, my wife and I wanted to go on a trip. My friend has a vacation home and said we could stay there. It's near a beach and Bria loves beaches, so my wife and I offered to take her with us. My brother asked if we also want to take Dan. I wasn't really eager about taking Dan, however I told him that I'll ask my wife. Bria later asked me if we can just take her because Dan ruins everything. My wife and I agree with her. 
Dan is always fighting with everyone and I'm sure he'll be sulking in his room for the entire trip. I said this to my brother, and while he said it's our choice and he respects it, my sister-in-law thinks we're jerks. I just feel like there's a lot more information or history that you have to know to really be the judge here, but it feels like there is some kind of favoritism going on, and not enough like attempting to connect to Dan going on here either. Our next story is, am I the jerk for sending our son away after we revealed to his sister's friends that she has dentures? My husband and I have a 14-year-old daughter and a 16-year-old son. When our daughter was 8, she developed a very rare mouth infection that just absolutely devastated her teeth and gums. She ended up losing all her teeth in both sets and had to have some corrective work done just so she could have regular dentures. Obviously, this was very traumatic for her and she's still in therapy to help cope to this day. Our daughter is understandably very self-conscious about this. None of her friends knew about them. In fact, nobody besides her doctor and dentist know outside the family. She doesn't want people to know. She's very worried about people finding out and won't even take her teeth out in front of the rest of us. She's worried someone will see. Her and her brother had a good relationship until he did what he did last week. He somehow recorded her taking out her teeth without her noticing and then showed all her friends when they were over. Not only have they all turned on her, but half the school is teasing her non-stop. She even had to change her phone number because dozens of kids were texting her the most vile things imaginable. I have never been more ashamed of one of my children until that moment. I don't know where we went wrong raising him, but apparently he thought it would be funny. After I kicked out her friends, who were mocking her and helped her through a panic attack, I called my father to pick him up and told him to pack a bag and get the freak out. He's been staying with my parents two towns over. They didn't know what happened until two days ago. That came up because driving him to school was becoming a hassle and they wanted to know what was up. When I explained, they were disgusted but still wanted to know when they could bring him home. I asked them if they'd take care of registering him for school in their town and they agreed but were shocked. My husband and I talked and we just cannot have him here. His sister hates him. We're so ashamed we can't even think of calling him. It sounds awful but I don't think our relationship can recover from this. And maybe this is what he needs. No friends, no family aside from his grandparents. Having to start over might just set him right. My parents are willing to keep him until he's 18, but think we're too emotionally charged to be making this decision now. I really think there must be some more going on here, like past prior behavior of their son. Because while what they did was absolutely disgusting, abandoning your kid like that is also pretty disgusting. They do one awful thing and your go-to reaction is to abandon them and pawn them off on someone else? This next story is, am I the jerk for locking my wife out of the house? Our house has an attached garage and a door between the garage and the house. I have a habit of locking the house doors, this door even if the garage door is closed, front door, back door. My wife regularly comes home late, like after 8pm late. She drives into the garage and comes through that door. Here's the weird part, she refuses to carry a house key with her, I mean any house key. Not the garage door, not the front door, not the back door. She also won't put one in her car. Her reason is that she doesn't use the front door, so she doesn't need a house key. I often take the kids out for a walk, scooter ride, or a bike ride through the garage after dinner, 
or take the trash out and since I'm not thinking, I lock the door behind us when I come back in. So when she parks in the garage, she ends up locked out of the house. Then she comes home and has to text me to unlock the door and is mad at me. Am I the jerk? I think definitely not the jerk here. It's very, very normal to keep your doors locked. Just carry a key with you. Or get a duplicate made if you don't have a duplicate. Especially with kids in the house, you want to be more safe than not. This next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to listen to mother-in-law's speech on my wedding? So I hate speeches. I never understood the appeal. I think they're boring, exhausting, and very, very forced. But having said that, this is just my opinion and I never forced it on anyone. I've sat through long, excruciating speeches without complaining like any other decent human being. When it was my turn to get married, however, I requested no speeches. We wrote that we loved everyone and that we knew they loved us, so if you want to say anything, say it to us directly in private. My husband thought it was funny, but he knew my feelings about speeches. We had a small wedding with only loved ones, a weekend long. My husband loves games, so the wedding planner did a really great taskmaster type of games and everyone appreciated it. Dinner came, and mother-in-law stood up and started by saying, I know we're forbidden to make speeches by the bride, but this is my only son getting married, so I'll say what I want to. I didn't hear the rest because I was seeing red. My sister and bridesmaids were shocked. I pretended like she wasn't talking and continued my conversation with my girls. They did the same. Mother-in-law was furious. Both sister-in-laws were furious, and my husband was very angry that it showed in his profile. He refused to look at me. The rest of the night was awkward. My husband sighed, sulking in their seats. I wanted to make sure it wasn't ruined for the rest of us, and we ended up having a blast. Next day, I spent it with my family and friends. My husband said I was very wrong in what I did. I couldn't force mother-in-law to shut the freak up, and he knew she wouldn't no matter how much we told her. I shouldn't have disrespected and humiliated her like this. Our marriage started on the wrong foot, it seems. Am I the jerk? P.S. Mother-in-law loves making speeches, sometimes 15 minutes long and not unusually mean speeches, disguised as humor that often isn't appreciated at all by the speakee. I think OP's not the jerk personally. I think they have a right to say that at my wedding, we don't want any speeches. If somebody can't respect that, then they're not a- A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. 
If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. A very respectful person. If you want a platform to say what you want to say about your son getting married, go do it on like a family social media page or something. What does it matter whether or not everybody has to sit and listen to your spiel about how you feel about your son? Nobody was asking for it. Our next story is, am I the jerk for making my son shower before he comes to my house because of his sister's peanut allergy and not letting him come over when he didn't? I have a son, 14-year-old male, with my ex-husband, as well as a daughter, 12-year-old female, with my current partner. My daughter has one of the most severe peanut allergies her doctor has ever seen. To give you an idea, someone touching a peanut, that person touching a surface, and then my daughter touching that surface would cause a reaction, and has before. Because of this, we have to take precautions beyond what's normal for a peanut allergy. We can't eat out, we deep clean the house frequently, and any guests have to wash their hands when they come over and avoid touching stuff. It's a lot, and I can understand my son being frustrated, but the issue at hand has to do with his father's house. My son also has two young half-brothers at his father's house, who, unsurprisingly, eat a lot of peanut butter and the like. Obviously, we can't police what another house does, but it does mean that my son has to take additional measures to keep his sister safe. Chiefly, he has to shower immediately before leaving to go to my house. Otherwise, he could have contamination. This is because, as I said, just him being in that house and touching things could cause a reaction for his sister. He didn't do it that last week. He showered, but only the morning of, several hours before I picked him up. He refused to shower again, so I couldn't bring him and had to leave him at his father's. Now his father is accusing me of favoritism and claims I'm abandoning my son. He also said some very homophobic things about my partner, also a woman, and said I'm being obsessive. I don't think OP's the jerk because they're just trying to prevent, you know, a deathly reaction in their daughter. I just feel bad because that is so much upkeep and watching out. I mean, how does that daughter go anywhere? Our next story is, am I the jerk for putting conditions on a family vacation? I planned a family vacation with my 7, 9, and 18-year-old sons to Bora Bora for 13 days in June. My 18-year-old asked if he could bring his girlfriend of a year, Danielle, and he was surprised that I said yes. Of course, he asked after finding out that he would end up with his own detached room. They're both graduating high school in a couple of weeks too. I don't mind spending most of my time with the 7 year old and 10 year old boys. I wouldn't mind having some me time though. I'm sharing a lot of space with them, including a bed. I told my 18 year old that I'm expecting him and his girlfriend to do some babysitting on the trip, seeing that I'm paying for her to go. It's not going to be all Baywatch for them. My 18 year old is angry for me even asking. I said I'd be cleaning the floors if I was 18 and was allowed to bring my girlfriend to paradise for two weeks. Danielle's fine with it, but my son is not. 
definitely not the jerk. I think a lot of people would be willing for a free vacation to Bora Bora in exchange for babysitting a little bit. Plus, it's spending time with your family on vacation. Is it really babysitting? Danielle understands the assignment. Enjoy two weeks in Bora Bora. Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to pay for my boyfriend's food after he ruined my food photos? I have an Instagram account dedicated to photos and short videos of food from local restaurants in my city. I don't turn meals into a whole photo shoot production when I go out, but I like to snap a few photos of everything as it comes out. I've got about a thousand followers. It's just a hobby for me, but I've made friends with some other bloggers and we like to go out and get pics together and try new restaurants. I prefer doing this with my foodie girls because my boyfriend hates it and will go out of his way to take a big bite of food or mess up his plate with his fork before I can snap any pics. And he rolls his eyes when I take pics of my own food, so I pretty much stopped bothering when we went out together. Money has been tight lately because of some medical bills, so I haven't been able to go out to eat with my foodie girls, and the infrequent date with my boyfriend is the only chance I get to eat out. I had to sit him down and have a look, just let me enjoy things, conversation with him, and told him I was going to take pics of my own food when we went out and could he please just not be immature about it. And since we alternate who pays for dates, I told him I would appreciate it if he could spare the 30 seconds for me to snap a picture of the appetizer plus his meal on nights that I was paying. And I got sort of a half-hearted, do whatever you want, confirmation. Sunday was my turn to pay, and he let me take a pic of the appetizer with minimal fussing, but when the entrees came out, I went to snap a pic of his and he messed it up with his fork. Then he reached over and stirred up my pasta also to ruin the photo of my own meal. I was so pissed off by that that I refused to pay his half at the end of the meal, which pissed him off because he said he wouldn't have ordered a cocktail if he knew that I was going to skip my turn. He says I owe him because I don't get to just decide not to pay according to our agreement after we've already ordered. Like, I don't know if this guy is just a shining prince in every other situation, but man, does it depress me to see somebody just so blatantly hate on you and what you're into. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my mom she's a crappy mom for using her savings to help her boyfriend? Before going to college, I asked my mom to help with tuition and I'd find my own way for accommodation and general money. She said no and that I should just work harder. Fine. I got two jobs and managed to earn a scholarship in my second year. For my graduation, I had to pay for my own party because she said she wouldn't. When I got offered a job across the country, I asked her to assist me with just the first month's rent, and I'd pay her back when I got paid. She said she couldn't, and I had to let the job go, despite it literally being a golden turkey given to me on a silver plate. But whatever, I managed to get another job closer after six months of unemployment. All this time, she had a savings account with money she'd been saving and what my late stepdad left her. There's a lot of money in there and it wouldn't have rendered her destitute to have helped me in at least one of these occasions. But it's her money and I'm really not an entitled kid, which is why I never brought it up. Even though I've always known about the account and always let it go after she said no. She used to say it's for her retirement and I completely respected that. She's been dating Dave for about 5 years now, and recently Dave got in trouble with the law and needed bail money. A lot of money, 6 figures. And my mom paid it. Not only that, but she's going to pay for his lawyer. All from her saving account. When I heard this, 
I got upset because what in the flying freak? She didn't even consider helping me out, but didn't waste a second hopping to the bank for her troublesome boyfriend. I told her she was a crappy mom and unsupportive. Then we had a back and forth where she called me ungrateful and entitled. So am I the jerk here? I definitely think OP has a valid argument here. They're not entitled to it, but her decisions, I think, are indicative of what OP said. Our next story is, would I be the jerk to expect my husband to accommodate a post-pregnancy confinement? So I, 30-year-old female, am giving birth soon, and we have this thing in my religion called Zuo-Yu-Zu, which is basically post-pregnancy recovery. What we do is stay in bed and try to recover the physical and mental toll pregnancy did on our body. So I've moved to my husband's country, and it's not a widely done thing here apparently, and I've already taken two months off from work. I've talked to my husband about this, but he thinks it's very unnecessary, especially since I need someone to take care of me and the child during the period. So here's why I think it's feasible. 1. We make really good money, so it's not going to make a big dent on our financial account. 2. I can just have my parents take care of me. 3. My company has really good employee benefits. So even if I take that extra month off, it'll still be under parental leave. 4. My states have parental leave for guys too, so my husband can also stay home to spend more time with our daughter and me. But my husband was really against it, and I do want to acknowledge it might be very troublesome to extend my parents' visa. So would I be the jerk if I bring up this topic again? He's white American with Irish descent if that matters. I think it's a great idea if it makes sense for you guys to go that route. I see no issue with it if you guys can both within reason very easily support that. And to me, it sounds like you can, especially with a pretty decent sounding maternal leave in what sounds to be America. Our next story is, am I the jerk for missing Mother's Day? I'm 24 year old male, supposed to spend Mother's Day with my mom. My mother, who's 45 years old, was battling cancer and going through chemo, so she didn't want to celebrate until she was feeling better. Meanwhile, my girlfriend Rose, who's 28 years old, had a stillborn birth that hurt her deeply. To support her, I promised to do Mother's Day with her every year. Last year, my mom's cancer went into remission but after Mother's Day had passed. She said that when Mother's Day came around this year, she wanted to have a mother-son day together, which I agreed to. However, Rose was feeling lonely and didn't want me to leave and wanted to spend the day together, so I decided to spend the day with her instead. I know that this hurt my mother's feelings, and my sister said it was a screwed up thing to do. My dad said that my mom would need some time to get over it, but it was his birthday yesterday, and my mom said that she didn't want me to come over because she's still mad that I missed Mother's Day. My friends are split on whether I'm the jerk or not. Some think my mom is being petty while others think I messed up and should apologize. I'm not sure what to do next, as I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I definitely think OP should have been there on Mother's Day with their mom, especially after everything she went through. It's a terrible situation what Rose went through, but that doesn't justify flaking on your mom and everything she went through too. This next story is, am I the jerk for putting my wedding in the same season as my sister's 18th birthday? I'm getting married this October. Situation is, my sister's 18th birthday is on September 1st, and she's throwing a huge party for it with family and friends. I always wanted a Halloween-themed wedding, so I decided to put my wedding around the end of October. When I told my parents about the date, they were fine with it, but later on my sister sent me a furious, angry message about 
how I'm the worst sister for taking away the spotlight from her birthday, even though I promised her I wouldn't talk about the wedding at her party, and so did my parents. Also, nobody else knows about the wedding date yet. She's still calling me names whenever I'm around and uninvited me from her birthday. My parents think I'm in the right, but my mother did tell me that I could have put the wedding for next year. My boyfriend and I had a talk, and we decided that we don't want to wait a whole year for the next Halloween, but we had the idea to put it in November, and my sister still wasn't fine with it, so we decided to keep the late October date. Am I the jerk here? Definitely not the jerk here, this is plenty of leeway time. It's over a month past her birthday. It's like a month and a half past her birthday. She cannot claim a multi-month period to be just for her. And it's also just unrealistic to wait a whole entire year to do your wedding when you want to have it now. Our next story is, am I the jerk for a rule for my kids? Just want to get an outside opinion as my mother-in-law says I'm being completely unreasonable. My friends agree with me, but is that because they're my friends? But I digress. My in-laws got a pool a couple of years ago. Great. We have only ever had one rule for our kids, 11, 10, 9, and 4. When it comes to any pool or swimming, an adult must be present the entire time. My husband and I don't want them in a pool without supervision. According to my mother-in-law, this is completely unreasonable to expect. If she wants to go inside to smoke, or go to the bathroom, or make lunch, then she shouldn't have to make the older kids get out. I want to note here that you cannot see the pool from anywhere inside her house. This has been an ongoing argument for at least three years. She just opened her pool for the season a couple of weeks ago, and already this past weekend, the older two were left unattended in the pool. She got mad and started yelling at them for telling on her. She's currently not speaking to my husband or I because they were watched 90% of the time. And I finally put my foot down and said my kids can no longer go swimming there at all unless my husband or I am present to watch them. So I leave it to you, Reddit. Am I the jerk for expecting my kids to be watched the entire time while in the pool? Honestly, I think this is a great stipulation and even at 11 or 10 years old, Accidents happen. I mean, God forbid somebody trips, knocks their head, and falls in the pool. What are you going to do in that situation? Obviously, it's more than unrealistic, but I would say just about any time you're swimming in a pool, you should have somebody at least nearby. I mean, lifeguards aren't there just for kids. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.